Today, in order to understand better our scripture reading and also our devotion to Our Lady of Fatima, I want to tell a story. The story is entitled Fortune and Misfortune. It basically is the story of a Chinese farmer, a wise man who was able to teach his family about fortune and misfortune. One day, the farmer's horse ran away. And his neighbor said to him, what a misfortune you had. And the farmer said, well, fortune is when we receive, misfortune is when we don't have. Who knows what will happen with this horse? And so, oh, about three days later, this stallion returned with six more horses following him. <laughs> and the neighbor said, fortune, misfortune, who knows what happens. And then the farmer's son tried to ride one of the new horses, and he fell down and broke his leg. And the neighbor said, misfortune or fortune, what is it? And then look what happened. The army came to draft his son for combat duty. But because he had a broken leg, they didn't take him. <laughs> and, the and the neighbor said, what fortune? Not a misfortune that he broke his leg. We laugh because we see how sometimes what we think is bad turns out to be something good. And that's God's will, you know. Sometimes we want to change God's will. We know what we want, but that's not what God knows is good for us. In today's gospel, ten lepers came to Jesus. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus sent them to the priest, as was required by the law of Moses, to show that they were cured, and they were cured. What good fortune, we say. But only one came back to thank Jesus. What bad fortune that was for the other nine. They were cured of leprosy, a terrible disease. But they caught a worse disease, ungratefulness. How much more than the external disease is the internal disease of the soul? That truly is worse than the external. It has been said that when people go to Lourdes, they intercede with Our Lady for bodily cures. But when they go to Fatima, they seek the cure of the soul. Our message of Our Lady at Fatima was certainly one which dealt with the spiritual healing that was necessary. If she came to the world at a time that was critical. In the midst of the First World War, a time in Portugal when there was great turmoil, socialism, anti-clericalism, trying to destroy the church. How much similar to our own day is and were those circumstances? Yes, we need that healing of the soul that Mary can bring us. 
The scripture readings today reminded us of the healing power of God. Already in the Old Testament, the prophet Elisha, who was the disciple of Elijah, the great prophet, was able to cure this man who came looking for a cure from Syria. You know, Syria is in the news these days, isn't it? The same problem there that they need healing and curing. And this man, Naaman, comes to the prophet and he demanded really a cure. And we know what happened. He was told, go wash three times in the, in the river. And he said, the rivers in Syria are much better than the, the rivers here in Palestine and Israel of that day. But then the servant of Naaman said, well, you know, if he asked you to do something extraordinary, like stand on your head, you would have gone and done it, right? So he listened to the servant. He went and washed, and he was made he was clean. Jesus, even in the gospel, reminds us of that incident that no one was cured except the, 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 the Syrian, this Naaman, when there were many others who had leprosy in Israel. The healing power of God goes to sometimes the most outcast one, the one who's not of the same thought sometimes of ourselves. And that's why he asked, because he was a pagan, and he said to them, give me two loads of dirt, because I'm going to take it back to Syria, and I will always do the sacrifice on the dirt from Israel, because God, the God of Israel, is greater than any other God I know. Yes, we have to worship God when we know he is the true God. Sometimes we wind up worshiping things that we think are God. Yes, all the material things in our life that seem to make us happy, we worship them. We want them. We won't give them up. Yes, how important it is that healing power becomes something we ask only from God. Reading a little bit about the story of Fatima, we know that there, there were three children there, Francisco, Jacinta, and Lucia. And Francisco was the first one to die. It was in 1918, the year after the, the, first ap the last apparition. And remember what happened in 1918? The flu epidemic hit the world like nothing else ever happened. Over one million people died that they know of that was counted with the flu. I know the stories of that flu because I listened to my grandmother telling me about how people were dying and nobody wouldn't even wanted to go near them to bury them. And I know she did that for many people. She cleaned the bodies. In those days, there were no funeral directors in 1918, not very many. And I remember one person came back to her all the time because he had, she had taken care of both his mother and father, both died from the flu, who left him an orphan, he never forgot that she was the one who took care of them, prepared them for burial. Thankfulness. You see that, how important it is? Thankfulness. Sometimes we don't thank the right people. Jesus had bad, bad odds. Only one out of ten came back. Ten percent only. 
Do we think that when we do something good that we're going to get more thankfulness than him? We resent sometimes. We did, we did something good for somebody and they never said thank you. Jesus showed you the way. But back to Francisco who died in that flu epidemic. In the story, we hear his grandmother said to God, I'm going to give his weight in wheat to the poor if you spare his life. And Francisco heard that and said, Grandma, no, no, that's not what God wants. Mary's coming for me soon. I had the vision that she would come for me. I need to go where Mary leads me. And is, is that not true for us? Sometimes we want to bargain with God, just like Francisco's grandmother. You can't blame her, I guess. But, you know, that's the human tendency. I'm God, I'm going to be good if you only do this for me. I'm going to give up all my sinful ways if only you do this. You know, God, you can't bargain with God because God loves us no matter what we do or what we don't do. But sometimes we think if we're, we sacrifice, and we should sacrifice, and we should do penance, but it's not part of the bargain. God loves us no matter what we do. So how important it is that we understand the relationship we have to God. And as we come to seek Mary's intercession today in this, this shrine dedicated to her, Our Lady of, of Fatima, we, we recognize that the healing we need is spiritual healing, the healing of the soul, so that our souls, our will, are always going to do what God wants us to do. How do we know what God wants us to do? You have to pray. Only when you listen to God's voice in your life in prayer will you know what's the way, what should I do, what's good for me, what's my fortune or what's my misfortune. Yes, remember that. Sometimes we don't know what is for our own good. That is God's will is always for our better good. Maybe years in the future we maybe will recognize it. Maybe we never recognize what was better for us. That's our, our prayer must always be that. And it is Mary who, above all, when the angel Gabriel came to her and said, this is God's will for you, that you become the mother of God. She says, I, I, I have not, no idea how that could happen. I know not man. And she didn't make any excuses. She just said, this is the facts. And yet, at the end, she says, be it done unto me according to your will. God's will is what we must follow in our lifetime. And we have to discern it only in prayer. You and I have had much good fortune, yes, in our lives. The grace of God is our good fortune. What misfortunes could take that grace away? The things of life that happen, the occurrences, sometimes it's illness, Sometimes it's depression. It could be so many things that we think is a terrible misfortune. But maybe on the other side, it's, a, it's something that's fortunate. Hopefully we don't have that disease of, of ungratefulness. That's a worse disease than any of the others. We need to be faithful to God. But what's the cure for being ungrateful? 
Yes, we come to the Eucharist. You know, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. It means being thankful. That's why we have to come every Sunday to the Eucharist, not just once in a while. Some people come every day. And some people, as is unfortunately the way with Catholics today, they go, oh, maybe twice a month, maybe once a month. Not every week. Not to show God that we're thankful for all we have because everything we have comes from God. Mary shows us the way to be thankful in the Eucharist because she was forever thankful of the role she played in, this, in saving the world and the redemption of the world by becoming the mother of God. If at every, any time we forget our responsibility to God, pray to Mary, she will show you the way. So whatever fortune or misfortune we find in life, know whatever grace we receive or whatever time we feel we're deprived of grace, God alone knows what is for our eternal good. That's what we learn in the Eucharist when we're faithful to the reception of the Eucharist, when we are faithful to go into confession to ask God's help so that we can avoid sin and receive the forgiveness of our sins. Mary's lesson at Fatima was one of spiritual healing, healing of the soul. We come today, we go home healed. We don't have to take any dirt here from here to remember what it is like Naaman. We know that it is on Mary's help that we, 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 we really uh, re, uh, we want that help. We, we rely on it because Mary will show us the way to the true worship of God so that we will not bargain with God but we will always do his will.